Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. You are about to listen to the dark forest Let's give you the info about it First of all, you know the websites dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com, if you like a determiner, jackiecation.com, has everything. All my podcasts, including uh, videos of my stand-up, my stand-up schedule, merchandise you can purchase if you would like, and a lot more info than you possibly even need. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg sang and produced and composed that song at the beginning of the show. He sang with his wife, Sarah. It's very beautiful. At the end of the program, he sings his version of the Mexican hat dance. That's Mike Rickberg. Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He is uh, the web designer over there. And Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And in this case, there's a video intro. Very exciting. Anyway, those are the websites. If you want to support the show, you're doing it already by listening to it or watching it. And Another way is to tell your friends and family, go on iTunes, do a review. Another way is to just give me money. Yeah. You could go use the donate button. You can make it even monthly if you're okay with making things monthly. You do a PayPal monthly. There's a monthly choice on PayPal. The PayPal is a button on the Jackie Cation or the Dork Forest website, and it goes directly to me. Thank you very much. I will use it wisely or foolishly. Your call as well. Now. My email address, Jackie at JackieCation.com, is where you can contact me if you have any questions or concerns and about the Dork Forest. And I do have a Venmo account. It's Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. Another way to support the show is on DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com. There's an Amazon link. And the Amazon link just takes you to Amazon. You order like normal, and it supports the show because you came from JackieCation or DorkForest.com. Very exciting. Other than that, oh, there are, there is a band camp. You can, if you have listened to all the episodes that are free and you need more content, there are several live episodes that are at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. And those cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge a couple of bucks. There's also a storytelling album there that you can listen to some stories that I did live. And there are 17 free episodes before the Dork Forest was pre-recorded. So the audio isn't very good, but the guests were super funny and fun and dorky. So if you want to do that, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. Other than that, let's see if there are other things that I should be talking about. Possibly uh, the merch. Yeah, if you want to buy merch. The only other thing I want to talk about is the merch. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. Uh, and you can get stand-up comedy t-shirts. You can get my albums or my DVD over at JackieCation.com slash merch. There's pins. There's a challenge coin. There's a bunch of new things happening over there. Anyway, a lot of information. I think, I don't think I've missed anything, but who cares? Let's get into the show. Hi, I'm Jackie Cation, and uh, this is the Dork Forest, and I'm with Mandy Johnson at Mandy Photo. Uh, I have looked at your book, and it is gorgeous. It is so gorgeous. Who is that? I have that face thing, which it's is Andy actually... Andy Peters. 
It is Andy Peters. I was like, mm-hmm. I know that face, but I have yeah. that face thing, which is actually just self-absorption. <laughs> uh, so I, I never recognize anyone. Uh, it is called Super Serious, and uh, it is so beautiful. It's like Thank a, you so much. Um, I remember you taking these photos and being like, what is it? It's like the fanciest Polaroid in the world and don't move because it's high resolution. <laughs> and remember all that? You were yeah. there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, it's a there. four by five, four by five camera. And okay. um, I'd always tell people not to move, uh, at least for their first one, because if they were out of focus, they were out of focus. That was it. You're like, <laughs> and, and we're not doing a lot of these. We are. Nope. That's what I no. remember you saying. I think overall through the course of the series, I probably have re- had to reshoot less than 10. And that's only been for like blinks and stuff. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, so the, some of these photos are, I mean, you have multiple photos of different people. Uh, I only found myself once, uh, but I've only looked at it once. It's 300 pages. Is there just a the good photo of me and my, because I it love that just photo. The, it is that one photo, but it is my favorite photo of you. Yes, it's the Amelia Air hat. Uh, mm-hmm. Though I do like the one with the uh, the fire hydrant. Yeah, that's a good one too. Because <laughs> I because I you sent it to me and I have it, so I use yeah. it sometimes. But the Amelia Air hat, I had just gotten that hat, and I was uh, kind of carrying it around with me a lot, like a toddler with but a stuffed animal. But it's really animal. cool hat. Yeah, it's a real nice hat. Yeah. I like that hat. Yeah. yeah. Well played. Uh, Mandy Johnson, you guys, uh, you comedy producer, but also amazing photographer. And you have a book called Super Serious. Uh, where can people get it? Uh, you can buy it on Bookshop if you want to support independent bookstores or Amazon. It's available worldwide. And if you want a okay. signed copy, you can get it at BookSoup. BookSoup. A signed copy. That's neat. Uh, mm-hmm. so, um, and then it's called An Oral History of Los Angeles Independent Stand-Up Comedy. And it's just sort of anecdotal, like people with anecdotes. And, uh, I haven't found my, my, whatever I said, and God knows what <laughs> it was. It's in yeah. there. No, I'm sure it is, but not, it wasn't right by my photo and Mm-mm. my photo was easier to find. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, because I interviewed like, like around like a little over 65 comedians, producers, directors, and then there's like a, a little under 400 images in the book. So, okay, you know, so like they didn't, everyone who's in the book wasn't interviewed. So you couldn't like quite do it like that. And then yeah, yeah. it's kind of broken up into flagpoles. So it's like, how did people get into comedy? And then like a loose timeline of independent comedy in Los Angeles, kind of mm-hmm. chronological. And then it talks a little bit about independent comedy and why that's important. And then the community that surrounds independent comedy and then why we all do it. Why we all so. do it. It's uh, because uh, you just need a, as many venues as possible. That's why yeah. I do it. <laughs> That's why I'm happy there's independent comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I lucked out because I was uh, already an, uh, an alternative comic, which just meant I couldn't work <laughs> some stuff on the road. Uh, it was sure. what it actually meant uh, financially. <laughs> and then luckily alternative comedy was invented they were like hey nerd you're gonna be the one and i was like oh awesome i will do whatever whatever show you would like anyway but mandy johnson so okay so super serious an oral history of the uh, los angeles independent state of comedy uh it comes out august 18th that's happening right now because right now. this will yeah uh and so go to bookshop 
uh, if you want to support uh, bookshot.org and then look it up on that, or it's on Amazon. Your website, of course, is Mandy Johnson, M-A-N-D-E-E Johnson. And uh, your handle on all the platforms, uh, Twitter and Instagram, for example, are at Mandy Photo, M-A-N-D-E-E-F-P-H. What's with the F? P-H-O-T-O, Mandy Photo. Hello. Uh, so now we can dork out. Now we can yeah. do the, it's going to be awesome. Uh, this is so funny because there's a, a mini episode. It was a live episode with Todd Glass where he talked about the planning of uh, having dinner parties and such. And I was like, I would like to talk to you about that for an hour. And it's absolutely never worked out. But uh, now I get to talk about it with you and find out what the hell, what are you doing? Are you make? are you doing like a fancy old timey dinner experience i do i do like when i i was when i was trying to figure out what to talk to you about like what the best subject matter was i just asked some friends and i was like what am i the nerdiest about and they were like i think you should talk about like how you do kind of like group experiences with your friends which boils down to like hosting like enormous thanksgivings in my you know fairly well-sized two-bedroom apartment, but still a small apartment. <laughs> um, but I'll host wow. 21 people. Um, no, no. No, that's no. a lot of people in a two-bedroom apartment. And I'll cook all myself. Everyone's okay. requirement is just to show up to, like, organizing huge group trips in, like, Palm Springs with, like, 20 people at a house where I do all the menu planning. How do you, and how do you, stand, how do you stand on potlucks? Uh, I will go to potlucks, but I'm not a huge fan. We used to do Thanksgiving potlucks. And uh, I got annoyed with the dishes people brought. <laughs> yeah. My sister uh, is a, a huge advocate of no, no. If you come to my house, all of the food's going to be available. If you yes. bring extra food, then you've just brought extra food and that's lovely. Yeah. But uh, there's going to be all the things that I think that should be on the table kind of thing. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Similarly. And, and it's like, if you want to chip in money, great. You know, sure. I'm going to have plenty of wine. I'll have booze. I'll have alcoholic punches. I'll have three or four different dessert options. Like, you don't got to worry about it. Just show up and have a good time. Oh, that's lovely. That is, I know that the first party I ever went to in Los Angeles, I didn't get, um, I didn't get that this was a, it was a potlucky kind of situation. It was, uh, Rick, um, Richard, whatever it was, uh, there were managers and Rick Messina. Okay. So Rick Messina would have these Sunday football, get stoned, get drunk, and I wasn't getting either of those things, stoned or drunk, but <laughs> I was invited to one of these events. And so I thought, well, bring flowers. And so sure. I brought flowers to essentially just a dude bro uh, pile of haircuts. <laughs> you know, they probably needed flowers. <laughs> he could not have looked more confused. He was like, what do I... And I was like, you got a vase or something? I'll put these in a glass, anything. And, uh, and I lasted, like I always do at a party, 45 minutes. So you organize Solid. a party. Yeah, that's yeah, what or, I like. Or giant group trips, too. So it, it kind of expands. That's why you produce comedy, because you like to organize <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, I feel like um, we started doing these big group trips before we started doing comedy. And um Maybe it stemmed from enough bad experiences of me and Joel traveling where we're like, we're not doing this shit anymore. Like this, this is easier to get organized to plan ahead of time. And we would go on these big group. We started off in Vegas, like 
when we were in college, we would do big group trips to Vegas. And then okay. after college, we would do it for a couple years when we were like in our early 20s and we would just party and like hang out for three days. But then you get older and you don't want to go to Vegas every year. No. Uh, <laughs> so where would you go in? Like, what was one of the, the mm. early ones that was amazing in Vegas? I mean, there has to be a couple of really good ones. I mean, the ones in Vegas were fun, but we were just all young and dumb and... <laughs> you know, just drunk yeah. and gambling yeah. at three in the morning and treating our bodies okay. very badly. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And lying in a lazy river during the day. But then I think the first one we did outside of Vegas was maybe like Seattle. I think we went to Seattle as a group. So it's just friends. So just a yeah. bunch of friends from when you were in your early 20s. Yeah. You would organize. And how do you organize other people do you just organize? Everybody has to get there by themselves, and yeah, then you. Yeah, everybody then gets the there by themselves. Yeah. Okay. And so we would pick like the hotel or like the Airbnb, and then people would kind of organize into like groups and camps or like rooms and whatnot. Or if somebody wanted their own room, totally fine. If somebody wanted to stay somewhere else, also fine. Um, right. And then, and then we would. I remember when we did the Seattle one because it was our first kind of one outside of Vegas. Mm-hmm. We, me and Joel, were like there's like. 13 of us so we need to make dinner reservations like wow we we need to make reservations and so we picked some restaurants and we sent activities to people to do during the day and everybody got kind of up all not everybody but a lot of people got all huffy like you're planning blah 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 blah. like we want some loose free nights and some angel we're like fine on this night we won't plan where we're gonna go to dinner and we walked around for like an hour and a half with everyone looking at different restaurants, the waits were like 45 minutes. Nobody could agree. The place was so expensive. When we finally got into a place, we sat down and then there was like a, a, a football game that had happened that day. And they walked over. They were just walked over clearly like so stressed. It was so busy. And she was right. like, we're out of bread and out of macaroni and cheese. And then just like walked back away. <laughs> And then after that, nobody ever argued with us making reservations again. <laughs> right, right. Because that 13 people is too many. It's a lot of people. Like over five in a major metropolitan city yes. on like a weekend night is too many people to yeah. go to it without a reservation. Just it's just impromptu just drop in on some reserva- yeah. some restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and so we, we would plan activities, and we would, like, bat around ideas with, like, the group, and, like, we'd be like, if you have any thoughts, whatever, and we would kind of have, like, a loose outline of, okay, we're going to go kayaking on this day, or we'll do this hike on this day, you okay. know, and so that there's, like, a loose, and it's never been, it would never be like, oh, we ha- everybody has to show up, but right. be, like, a loose kind of itinerary, and we did that in, like, yeah. Seattle and New Orleans a couple times. Um, have you ever and- been on one of those travel ones? The, where where they where like it's old people travel where they oh, sort of bring no. in a bus, there uh, I did one and it was uh, it was great when someone else planned and then they're like come don't come you don't have to do the thing, but yeah. uh, if you want to see the right museums <laughs> instead of yeah, just wander sure. around. So what did you do? So you went to New Orleans with like a dozen people. Yeah, we went to New Orleans once right after like uh, Hurricane Katrina. Not right after, but like after Hurricane <laughs> Katrina and got evacuated. Right for another hurricane oh really it wasn't okay. it wasn't that bad but like we were at yeah. our hotel and they were like yeah you all gotta go <laughs> they're like um, we're trying to be supportive yeah and then because <laughs> we traveled on labor day for ages because it was easy for people to have time off you know or like add an extra day and then the next time we went to new orleans there was a huge tropical storm the whole time yeah uh, and then we did like house ones for a while where we would go to like 
Palm Springs, we rent a house for the weekend, and then I would, like, menu plan okay. the whole thing and, like, buy a bunch of booze. I'd make, like, enormous, like, you know, like, um, Gatorade sports-style coolers, you know, five-gallon <laughs> coolers. Right, of, with like, a alcoholic, spigot? Yeah, with yeah, alcoholic just, punches. And, right, and, and then you you're just like, I'm going to get my cup and just spigot mm-hmm. it up and, and do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were the, what were the, me- like, when you're doing a menu... What are, what are you, like, are you, and you're cooking, or at least yeah. the Thanksgiving one, yes. you're cooking well, all I'm, this no, stuff. No, I'm cooking most of it for then, too, so. What do you do about, like, dietary restrictions? Do you, you have any it, dietary restrictions? I am a pescatarian, um, but yeah, you adhere to them. So, even at my Thanksgiving, I have two people that come that are vegan, I have a couple friends who are vegetarian, and then I'm pescatarian, and so I just make vegan dishes. I make meat dishes. I make dishes that are for everybody, and okay. dishes that are just for some people. So, um, so, so you'll make yeah. a turkey? No, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I'll cook meat. I cook meat like I, I think it's really a weird, interesting challenge to cook meat. I don't eat any of it. I don't even taste it. But I think once you cook long enough, you have an idea. You can read a recipe and be like, oh, I know what these flavors taste like. Right. You know? right, right. You can, yeah. and, and you can read a recipe and, and, and people will tell you. I once uh, for years would go to Maria Bamford's house. This is not a cooking thing because she doesn't. She's cooking more now than she's ever cooked before. Sure. So would, many people are. <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, was. Yeah, uh, she was. Um, order. She would order pizzas like a stack of pizzas for everybody. But she doesn't eat pizza. Yeah. She, no, she might have some of the cheese off the top. That's it. She's tiny, <laughs> right? She's not that yeah. hungry. She eats like a hummingbird, and uh, which is a thousand meals, uh, three bites at a time. And so, um, one time, she was like, "We're gonna, oh, we're gonna have a pizza night." And I said, "Hey." can I pitch in on the pizzas and not get it from that weird place? And then, uh, which felt rude, uh, but also someone needed Honest. to say it. Yes. And the next time, one of the next times uh, we were working together, she told a story about how a friend of hers uh, was, was giving her guff for free pizza. Cause she was like, people eat it. I was like, it's free pizza. Of course they eat it. Yeah. <laughs> They don't necessarily like it. And then uh, it was very funny because I I don't know if she'd been doing the bit a bunch, but she did did the bit. And then I was sitting in the back and I was like, wait, that that's me. And then then she saw she must have seen me set up because she goes, yes, it's you. Jackie Cation. You know what? But to, for, for your credit, you offered to pitch in. You weren't like, hey, I want you to continue to buy us free pizza, <laughs> but can you please buy it from a better place? <laughs> right. Could you spend a slightly more money? I was like, yeah. no, no, I will throw in a 40 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever it's needed for you to have these pizza parties. So when were, would people ever complain? Would people ever say this is this actually didn't work? Like you would make a meat thing and you're like, oh, this needs not a like bit. super bad. Like Joel will always be pretty honest with me. Uh, That's good. Joel, for, for listeners is my is my partner, uh, nice. both in business and life. Um, but uh, but he's normally pretty like he'll give me like feedback and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never I don't think I've ever screwed anything up so much that it's not been edible. I guess. Right, right. So, <laughs> which so, which is probably a win on so many levels, considering that I haven't eaten meat most of my life. <laughs> so, if you're a pescatarian, do you have uh, amazing? Of a, do you have at least four or five ways of pre- of preparing fish? Yeah, because I, I mean, have I, I have two. You have two. Yeah. What are your what, two? 
Oh, there's the pan fry of a trout. Uh Hi. Uh And then there's a sort of a pan fry bake of a salmon. Oh, that's it. Those both sound good. Yeah, I'll bake fish. um, But most of the time, I probably use my cast iron and like sear it. Okay. So So yeah, it's just a sear. Similar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But I've done some like poaching. a fish. What are the herbs? What what herbs do you enjoy with various mm. fish, if I might ask? Mandy I've really Johnson. been enjoying, um, during quarantine, I've really been enjoying uh, David Chang released, like, a line of salts that is, I'm so sorry for anyone listening, oh. is um, out of stock, like, immediately. <laughs> but the, he right. has, it's like a, it's like a three-pack. One's really good on, like, pizzas and pasta sauces and that kind of stuff. One's really okay. good on, like, meats and, like, and rice dishes and things. And then one's really good for fish. And it's like, um, it's more like herby based stuff in general. Yeah. And I like that on like a white fish on salmon. I just do kind of like salt and pepper and sear. Right. And then I'm like, it, it doesn't need much. It doesn't really need a lot. And people are always like, what did you put on this? I'm like salt and pepper and olive oil. It's almost like a yeah. steak in that way. You know, it's like, yeah. you don't want to futz with it too much. Right. And it's David Chang spice mix that is yeah. sold out, but people should look for it. But in you the should get a notify for it because it is really, they are really good. Um, and then for like tuna, sometimes I'll do like, um, I'll roll it in like white and black sesame seeds and then sear it. Oh, that's neat. Like a tuna steak yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do you ever, do you, do you ever mess with a canned, a canned fish, a canned meat? Tuna. I'll have tuna salad. Yeah. I'll make yeah. tuna salad sandwiches. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Do you uh, do you go with a vinegar or a mayonnaise base? Mayonnaise and but with a lot of mustard. Oh, mustard. Good. Yeah, yeah fair a enough. Lot of Dij- yeah. A lot of Dijon. Yeah, yeah. And All then right. weirdly, I'm a fan of veganaise. I don't know why. Oh, okay. No, no. There, there's <laughs> vegan stuff that I will uh, that I like. I one of the for a year, I tried to go macrobiotic. Uh, which worked, except for the beer, it turns out, uh, which is not macrobiotic because there's a lot of grain. <laughs> it was before there was gluten-free grain uh, beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, but the, uh, yeah, so I went macrobiotic. And so there was uh, a lot of seaweed dishes and shiitake mushrooms. And, oh, yeah. And there's uh, blocks of these wonderful mochi. like a oh, yeah. uh, There'd be like a the cinnamon dessert, mochi. right? It's, is that dessert? It's, um, it seems to be, it could be a dessert. There's a mochi ice cream. Right, and then there's a, enough. There's a baked mochi that oh. kind of, that puffs up. And um, I've only seen it at the co-op in Minneapolis. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know where the hell they're keeping it. Uh, but uh, but it, it uh, you, you put it into squares and it's just sort of a pressed rice kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, and it puffs up, and they're flavored in different things. And one of the very nice ones was a nice cinnamon sugar one, which was a little desserty, but a little savory as well. Yeah, so, it's always a good combo. That savory sweet mix of stuff is always really fun. It can yeah. be it can be tricky though. So what? So uh, for Thanksgiving, if you're making dishes for everyone, let's go back to that because that's okay. my fascination. Yeah. yeah. So you're having 22 people or 21 people over at your two bedroom apartment. Um, are they, are you setting up a big table? Yeah. So I'll take my dining room table and then I have two smaller folding tables I put out. And then for like an event ages ago, me and my dad made these like wood, um, 
like tops that would be set on oh, like yeah. wine barrels or something, you know? Yeah. And I have those under my bed that are almost the exact same length. They're like a half an inch or something short of my main table. So okay. they'll basically extend it by like three of my main table. And I'll yeah. use, uh, my cheat is that I use canvas drops that you would use for like painting. Yeah. For like tablecloths. So I do a couple of those on top. Oh, wow. That's because th- those are reasonable. Yeah. Tablecloths are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, think how rustic that looks. I bet you yeah. it looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, um, and with that, I can get, uh, a pretty good amount of people around and then I could always extend it one more if I needed to. Um, okay. but then, and it, you're moving like a good chunk of our living room furniture is and like rearranged into like different spots for people to sit in, but right. Right. Just push everything to the side yeah, or, like or the, move it like into another. Yeah. There's like a chair and a coffee table that has to like move for all that to yeah. happen. Um, and then I use the chairs, my patio and stuff. And then sometimes I have borrowed chairs from the Virgil. Oh, fair to, enough. To yes. fill it. I'll be like, you guys are going to be closed anyway. Do you mind if I take these? I'll bring them back the Monday <laughs> after Thanksgiving. chairs. Of course they're you can. They're folding chairs. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we have collected easily 20 or 30 chairs. Uh, uh, I could have comedy in my backyard if I wanted to <laughs> with the number of chairs that we have. Wow, because our, bragging, Jackie. I, I, well, our neighbors keep dying and they keep giving us their, their yeah. We moved into a very old neighborhood and every time one of the neighbors dies, we get uh, backyard furniture and extra folding chairs. Well, that's <laughs> so, very sweet of them. They're like, you know what they need? They need backyard furniture. They are, look at that nice couple. Anyway, so weirdly enough, two different neighbors had the same brand of metal yard chairs. Well, it was it was a it was a swing and 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 another kind of half swing and then uh, a metal round table, a, a little sort of like a two top mm. with uh, with these two metal chairs that folded metal folding oh. chairs that were kind of exciting. And then then sort of uh, a setup where it was like a. Uh, uh, end table in between two metal chairs mm-hmm. that was weird i was like well who's who's just both facing forward it would be good at a circle right yeah yeah yeah. But i think it's probably meant to be part of like we have like a part couch of a or set. something yes yeah it's yeah. much better if or you're just like you're sitting and you're watching like the sunset with somebody oh uh, yeah yeah we can't see the sunset we got a lot of, a lot of trees <laughs> we can see the helicopters anyway oh, uh, oh yeah there's it's a it's a, it's a it's a heyday for helicopter flyers it right is now. we have They're, a lot over here now too yeah, yeah, they're just, I don't know if they're learning, if they're, what are they training us for? I'm not happy about it, but... Uh, I think they're just showing off their helicopters. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> they're just like, oh, is this what you'd like to defund? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, Why don't you yeah. throw that at a school? Yeah, There's yeah, a gajillion yeah. dollars that you could throw at a lunch. Yeah, anyway, exactly. Uh, I mean, I'm happy for you. I know it's lovely to fly helicopters. It's good times. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so what do you, so you got, uh, so you, do you make a big fish and you make a turkey? Uh, so I'll make a turkey. Um, if we have enough people, I'll make a turkey. If for some reason we only have like 10 people and four of them are meat eaters, yeah. I'll make a chicken. Uh, oh, nice. Because then it's like so oh, much plenty. turkey. Yeah. Uh, so I'll make a turkey if there's enough of us, um, always have to have, there's a handful of things that Joel has to have for Thanksgiving. He doesn't okay. care if it's chicken or turkey, but he has to have mashed potatoes, has okay. to have pumpkin pie. 
Um, so I'll make He's mashed not- potatoes. Yeah, it's it's fairly standard. He's not wrong. Uh, yeah. What what do you do to a, a mashed potato? Do you make do you do a vegan I version just, or a vegetarian um, version? Um, they're vegetarian. Yeah, but they're not vegan. Um, I don't do a vegan version of that. I do a, for vegans. I do um something that I call like brick tofu. It's not a real thing. It's just something I made up where I take the whole the whole thing of tofu before you cut yeah. it up and like drain it really well. And then soak it for like several days or marinate it. That's the proper word. Yes. Not soak. Um, <laughs> and like a combo. You brine like, it. Yeah. Still. Of like soy sauce, garlic, and ginger. And then I like sear it on all sides and then I cut it. Nice. And it looks very like pretty that way. And it's really flavorful. And then I make And three for, days of marinade. Three days mm. of marinade should make, because tofu, of course, just all it does is take the, add, yeah. uh, is, is take the flavor. So a ginger, soy, what else? Garlic. Garlic. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong. I mean, essentially, it's a vehicle for ginger, soy, and garlic. And garlic, yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's lovely. And uh, then I'll cook that in coconut oil for them. And then I make a really oh, good, nice. like, uh, tomato um, tart. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like galette. Tomato galette. And okay. I'll do that with, like, vegan butter and vegan cheese. And right. I did that for the first time this last Thanksgiving and my friend who's just lactose intolerant who tried it. And my two vegan friends were like, are you sure that this is vegan? <laughs> and I was like, positive, positive vegan. Emily Heller introduced me to a vegan restaurant over by the improv in Hollywood. Uh-huh. That is ridiculous. There's, I mean, it literally, everything tastes like meat. It tastes like butter. It tastes like cheese. It oh, has, it's Crossroads, right? That's it. That's it. Crossroads in Hollywood on Melrose. And it's um, it's incredibly well done. So that is that is flattery indeed, where you're like, are you tricking me? Because <laughs> someone I know would do that. They were the, you know, you know, people who are just button. They're just a finger, man. They're just a finger trying to push a button. And I had a buddy who was a finger and he would like put like sh- like things in it that you're like, no, no, they actually don't want that. They don't want any <laughs> butter or weird chicken broth or, you know, cause I, I make my own chicken stock. I just made a giant oh, pile nice. of, of chicken stock. Cause I, I bake a lot of chickens. So that means there's a lot of backs and necks and, yeah. and parts that I could put in the freezer. And then I use a lot of onions and carrots and other things for other things. So those are in the freezer. And then one day, a beautiful day comes together where I make a, a giant pot of stock. I've right, never I've gotten into stock, but that is that is probably something that I think I could probably easily do. But I've just never, for some reason, I feel like I read something once that was like, oh, if you do this one thing, then you can make stock bad. Or it can oh. like do, I don't know. And I was like, never mind. That sounds complicated. <laughs> right, right. Well, we have all the time in the world right now to be making weird things. So yeah. you, if you figure out a way to make vegetable stock, that's really incredibly oh, like. I have a recipe I could send you probably that I yeah. haven't used. But yeah, um, I have, I did, I've done a lot of cooking this past six months from Jeremy Fox's book on vegetables, which oh, is really? like. It's a really great book. I mean, Jeremy is a fantastic and wonderful chef, and he's a great human in general. But his book is really like on his just to give you like an idea of his thoughtfulness and stuff. On his Instagram this past week, he was talking about how they were taking the tomato leaves 
and drying them out and then like grinding it into like a powder that he said resembled the taste of like matcha. Oh, really? So he's wow. like, so all of his stuff is, is like genuinely a food. Yeah. Yeah. And he cooks meat like at his restaurant birdies. It's like predominantly meat and stuff or birdie G's. It's predominantly meat and stuff. But in his book on vegetables, it's this like very um, thoughtful, but extremely like complex way to get like these deep uh, pro like flavor profiles on vegetable stuff. And I'm pretty sure he has a stock that um, that would probably be great for vegetables. I would trust oh, I his vegetable stock recipe over anyone. So we, uh, you know, for about a month, there are vegetables that we have too many of because I have a vegetable <laughs> garden. And so right now it's eggplant, zucchini, squash, yellow squash, <laughs> tomatoes, and um, cucumbers, and okra. Our neighbors have okra. Oh. And so three week, three days in a row, three weeks in a row, I've, I've, like, I made a vegetarian okra gumbo last week. Nice. Um, because I didn't have any beef stew handy. The week before, I made a beef stew with uh, okra and tomatoes and uh, that my grandmother used to make when I was a kid. And nice. now... I don't know what I'm going to do with it this week. Oh, no, I have lamb. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm going to make a lamb and okra stew. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> my ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. My fellow rangers, this is an ad for BetterHelp.com. If you go to BetterHelp.com slash dork, you'll get 10% off your first month. What you should know about BetterHelp, and it's H-E-L-P, by the way, is that it's a counseling service. It's registered, licensed, professional counselors. And you do it over the over the internet, which is now's the time to do some counseling some uh, over the internet. Yeah, if you have any of the things that we all have right now, which might be depression, stress, anxiety, uh, <laughs> trauma, some anger, family conflicts, all the things, grief, self-esteem, there are things to be addressed. And this is BetterHelp.com, and it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. It's not a crisis line. It's it's just there's so many people that need help right now, and I have always suggested outside help is a really good idea, talking to someone, getting out of your own head, which is a terrible neighborhood. Uh, BetterHelp is actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So... You can live a happier life and you just got to bleed off some of that anxiety and depression and stress and you get 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash dork. It's obviously, it's safe, it's private, it's an online environment, obviously. Uh, they'll hook you up in 24 hours. It's a professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. I've done some therapy. I've done, uh, there's absolutely... Save my life is what I could say. So I recommend you go to betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash dork and get 10% your 10% off your first month. Let's get back into the show. <laughs> so what are the side dishes that you like? I mean, if you have uh, people, um, oh, I wanted to ask place settings hmm. too, because you have, I love oh. the idea of the, of the big canvas. Do you yeah. have matching plates for 22 people? I have all my plates are, I think when I was like in my early 20s, I decided that I probably wasn't ever going to have fully matching plates, but I could at least kind of, I had like really crazy, completely non-matching plates when I was in college because you're just like accruing them from wherever and like people move out and you're just like, oh, I'll take those eight plates or whatever. Um, and so at some point, I think we just got like, the version at like Crate and Barrel or something of like the fairly simple like white plate. And I was like, yeah, 
just easy, easy. So I have a bunch of those. And then I have some extras from like shoots and stuff that are also white plates that I've kept over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have mostly enough silverware. I think one year I had to go buy like an extra set of four like place settings for people. Yeah. So after that, I think I pretty much have enough for like 2022. Um, and then for like napkins, I've used like, like the white dish towels with the blue stripe. I've nice. used, um, I have a handful of like other like nice dishcloths that I don't think are actually very good at like being a dishcloth, but are great <laughs> at being a napkin. You guys don't, go, don't let it hurt <laughs> your feelings. You're not good at being a dishcloth. You're amazing at being. You're not super <laughs> absorbent very quickly, but you're great at wiping things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so I have those, so I just kind of will do a mix and match. I think that like, you know, when you're kind of assembling for a very large group, you know, you can get, and I mean, trust me, I have fallen down like giant holes of internet research of like cool wine glasses to get and stuff, but there is a storage capacity in my apartment and there is also a budget capacity in my life. Yes. Yes. um, So yeah. So like I did things like bought like you know, like simple, clear glasses that are smaller that I'll okay. use as everyone's wine glass, you know, um, right. or like jar, like clear jars for a while before I did that, you know, um, as mason jars are always great, great. Right. They're cups. always rustic. They're People always great love. cups. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then over the years, I've like slowly accrued enough like platters and stuff for things. So. Oh, yeah. But they're yeah, all pl- like, yeah, they and they all range from like things I found at thrift stores to gifts to big ones to small ones and you know everything kind of like in between yeah my my mother-in-law has been collecting for decades upon decades fiesta wear oh Uh, wow yeah so uh but none of it like it's not all the same color but it's all those different new mexico colors whatever that's called southwest whatever yeah probably yeah. yeah and uh so it's it's okay when there's lots and lots of people because then it's a yellow and a red and a and a green and a blue yeah. and, and it it's just it, it brightens up the table quite nicely and yeah. and then she has like she for for a while she was going through a real cocapelli stage and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's placemats and there's napkins and um and so and so my husband he uh he loves and he loves you know he's art he's an art guy. So he likes Mm -hmm. it. He likes things to match, but also a splash of something else. And so we, when we got married, we registered for these plates that are too big. We can't use them. (laughs) I'm constantly trying to deal with portion control. I can't, I can't be given my own platter of food because I will eat a clean plate club over here. (laughs) And, uh, but we found, we were at a Walmart somewhere and they had these sort of the perfect size that I, that I'm like, this is the size of dinner that I should be eating. And, but they're clear blue, uh, just sort of, you know, a little bit smaller than, than the correct size of dinner plates. And so he was like, we could use these as chargers. And, um, yeah, you you could. I haven't ever, uh, I have looked at it. I have, like I said, I have definitely fallen down like large and deep decor holes for Thanksgiving specifically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's like, you do want, like you're having all these people over, you're spending hours cooking, you know, you do want it to look really pretty, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've never done chargers. I've just never been able to like financially justify 
the plate that then you don't use outside right. of the fancy dinner. <laughs> and I can just see Joel going like, well, what the fuck do you do with this? <laughs> and me trying Eggs. to be like, well, it's like just for like decor and like to make it look cool. And him like, no, no. What are no. you doing? What happened We don't need to you? 20 of these because where are we going to, are we putting them under the, yeah, yeah, under exactly. the bed? It's like, also where am I storing them? But I've tried yeah. like different versions of like candles and I learned that like tapered candles like don't work in my there's like too many drafts and oh, right. the wax just goes like it's just it's just too it's just too hard to like right, control right. it you got to go with those more barrel ones yeah so but i have like, like a bunch i have a bunch of old mason jars and oh, i nice. just throw them all over the table and like little glass like little glass things for, all those like, all those votus uh, votus yeah i never know how yeah. to say that but yeah. yeah so i just use different sizes and just scatter them all around I, okay. I'm, I'm a lots of similarities, but uh, but also nothing too precious. I wish when I was in my twenties, I would have known that I w- would have liked to have vintage plates and had spent time at thrift stores when I had time and was at them right. to buy and collect vintage plates because that's what right. I would just really love to have. Yeah, but yeah. Now they're it's, so ha- popular; they're expensive. I know. What I have is I have my grandmother's old, uh, every week the grocery store would give her a free plate. Oh. Uh, and so, uh, so they're the A&P. So I've got like a pile of these blue plates. And I believe my brother has a pile of, like we all split them up, but I think I have six. And he's got six. And I don't know. That's there's, beautiful. Yeah, they're That's everywhere. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. So speaking of my, my siblings, my sister loves to do, because I see that like so if when you organize sort of a destination trip for you and all your Mm -hmm. friends what do you look for do you look for like one of these fan like it has to be if there's 10 12 people some people are going to want their own rooms you're going to want you're going to want a a six bedroom or more kind of place right yeah yeah Yeah, so the well sometimes it depends lots of times as we've gotten older you get lucky that there's couples so that's one room you know Mm -hmm. so that makes it easy. And then sometimes there'll be like single people, but there'll be like a bunk bedroom or like a two twin bedroom. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, something that I learned along the way of all of this is that almost any two girls that I know will share a bed, but yeah. two guys predominantly will not. <laughs> For some that's, reason will not. That's more yeah. rare. I do have guy friends who will, but it is definitely more rare. Yeah. Um, and so when we get to kind of, We'll kind of have an idea of everyone's budget, give or take, you know, and then so we'll start looking for houses. Um, like we just did another big group one in New Orleans with a bunch of people. And then you'll just start asking, you'll be like, hey, we're looking at this house, everyone. Like, this is everyone who's coming. This is how we're thinking. We'll divide the rooms. Like, let me know if you have thoughts, if you definitely don't want to share a bed, like if you would like to get your own place nearby, like whatever. Yeah. Um, we have one friend who travels um, or he used to travel with us a lot who always just got his own place. And that was totally fine. He was just like, right. I'm, he's like, I'll be around for all everything else. But he's like, I just like to have my own thing. Right. That's, that's been me for decades. Uh, just cause of standup <laughs> comedy. I just, I need yeah. my own room and I have a, I won't even stay with my, most of my siblings anymore. So 
<laughs> I'm just like, I'll just I mean, push a Hampton totally in. Totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fair. It, if there's so there's so much travel sometimes if if you travel all the time for work yeah you have to have sort of that accidental tourist kind of thing where you're like i need there to be the three things that always exist and yeah. otherwise i get i i get grumpy i get like a toddler i get a little temperamental <laughs> yeah. but do you so do, sometimes do you look for a pool or sometimes if it's like that kind of house, like if we're going down to like Palm Springs or Joshua Tree or something with a big group, it has to have a pool. Like that's it the does. whole point you're going is like to like predominantly like lay in a pool and do nothing, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and, in the, and the ocean is nowhere near Joshua Tree. It's nowhere near Joshua Tree. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But other times, no, it kind of depends on like the trip in general. Um, like when we, we've done uh smaller, like I think it was like, six of us in Iceland together oh, wow. and like five of us in Barcelona together. So smaller comparatively, but yeah. you know, and then, and then the one in Iceland, I think we moved around to like, we moved to like two or three different houses. I can't remember quite. So we would spend like a couple of nights in Reykjavik and then we spent like a handful of nights, like halfway out between the destinations we wanted to go to or whatnot, you know? And right. then in Barcelona, we were like stayed in a part of the city, um, that was like just outside like the like the main hub or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that place was actually maybe my favorite Airbnb. It was like pretty big, huge three bedroom. So Oh wow. And there were yeah. six of you? And you just kinda There were five of us double. in Barcelona. So our one single friend had her own room and then two couples. Me and oh, Joel nice. and then his brother and his his wife, yeah. Oh, so. that's great. Yeah. I yeah. think my my sister likes to do that thing where I always think do you always go to an Airbnb that doesn't have anyone? Like, I don't want the people there. No. Like, I, I mean, I, I only I, do with the people there if I'm maybe traveling by myself for like for a, a night. Thing. And, I, yeah. and I just need like a room and I need it to be like under a hundred bucks. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, because if, if it's going to be a weekend where you're just like, no, we'll clean up the place, but I don't need to, a witness to yeah. me moving their <laughs> no. shit around. Yeah. No, it's too so, stressful. Yeah. 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 Predominantly we'll stay without, without people or we'll sometimes me and Joel will stay if it's like, an additional dwelling unit that they rent out as like an Airbnb. So like you have oh, your like own entrance and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that seems fine. Most, I mean, that, but only then still for like a night or two, um, not like a long week long trip or something. I, I'm not trying to make friends on Airbnb. Right. <laughs> right. Right. What, yeah. I mean, I, the people who do their Airbnb cause they're looking for companionship is weird, I think. And, um, you know, and I, I can make my own breakfast. I, I don't, I don't enjoy a bed and breakfast at all. Have you been to many bread, bed and breakfasts? You know, I hadn't ever been to any. And then when me and Joel, a couple years ago, we spent a lot of time in Scotland. Okay. And, wow. um, like a, like a 10 days or something. I don't know. That's a lot yeah. of time for me. Um, it feels good. we like Scotland a lot. And a lot of the places, even if you booked, uh, it through Airbnb, sometimes, ended up being a bed and breakfast or sometimes we just booked a bed and breakfast. Cause that's what a lot of their smaller things are in the country. Okay. And I thought I would really not like it, but I like, there's one that I loved the, the food was so good and the people were so nice and chill. I was kept being like, let's come back here for like, she kept being like, I want people to book during a Christmas so I can make a whole Christmas feast. And like, and oh, I was wow. like, let's come at Christmas. We'll show up with like, a half a box of wine and some scotch and we'll like watch yeah. the snowfall and like she'll cook us food. 
Oh, you should totally do. I mean, that sounds like yeah. something to save up for, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, maybe it'll be the first Christmas thing we do post COVID. Post, but, yeah. 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 Post quarantine. And, and she was, so. and, but there, and but it was a small, it was like four or five rooms max, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then another place we stayed out, like out on one of the islands in Scotland, um, it was so nice that they would like pack us like lunches to go. So we went like a hike one day and they were like, Oh, do you want like a lunch to go? And it was like seven euro or seven pounds. It was really affordable. It was like seven dollars, yeah. US dollars. And yeah. we're like, Yeah, actually that'd be swell if we didn't have to like <laughs> yeah. worry about that. Figure out a place to yeah. yeah. And I and always kind of thought it would be weird, but it was lovely. <laughs> Right. I have stayed in mostly terrible ones uh, that here's what I don't like about an Airbnb, carrying my luggage up the stairs. Mm. I'm like, why did I stay on the ground floor? Or you, I know that you're 80 and I'm not. Uh, you can freaking <laughs> pull this up. It isn't okay. So, but, uh, but the one that I did like was outside of Yosemite. Mm-hmm. There was a bed, uh, a bed and breakfast because there were only bed and breakfasts that were available for some reason. Sure, and they had a weird CD that you could you could just borrow or rent that I wish I had purchased. And what it was is it was a history of Yosemite along with the drive oh. that would point out different trees on the drive That's from cool. their bed their bed and breakfast to the start of the park. And they just did it themselves. Kind of, I think so, and it was awesome. They were like, "Look to the left. Oh, that's old man, you know, Johnson has his park there." <laughs> I, by the way, I'm talking to Mandy Johnson. That's why Johnson came to mind. And uh, but the uh, but the so that was one. There was a creepy one I stayed in in Birmingham, Alabama, with Lori Kilmartin, where all the different rooms had carousel horses and and people. No. And it was no. just, it was like, it was, there, no. there were statues, it was like statues. It was creepy. It wasn't fun. And it had a, a, a bad vibe. I feel like in America, a lot of our B&Bs are weird, like, leftover, like, Heartland-style-ish places. I think right. that there could be a market, and I always joked with Joel, I was like, if entertainment if comedy if photography if we fail at all of this right let's just figure out a way to open up like a really cool like mid-century modern b&b and i'll just cook for everybody you know oh, and i awesome. was like you know that'll yeah. be my my long-term backup plan or something which is also like an entire different career shift but <laughs> um but i was like there's a way to do like a cool cool b&b's in america where like people don't feel creeped out or like there's not like awkward buffet like forced conversations where it's just yeah. like chill <laughs> right chill would be nice a little too chill was a and b we stayed in iceland uh at the the north of the country we went to this weird we went to a herring museum up there oh. uh that we found on TripAdvisor, and we just because all, we didn't plan it we had uh we there was sort of a half-assed plan to go to Reykjavik and then drive around iceland and look at volcanoes and museums and stuff and so that's what we did for 10 days and um and one of the airbnbs also did not it had my least favorite no esca- no elevator and uh and then the, the food was in some sort of like it was like a kitchenette that you'd find in an office building and it was just it felt it's not acceptable very, felt Icelandic is what it felt like. It felt like, 
kind of were, it felt like Northern Icelandic. No, we're making do. You will be making do. And, uh, and we're like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, of course. And so, and it was fine. But my sister, for example, is coming to Los Angeles for January and February with her kids because there's not going to be any school. Sure. And so her and her partner uh, can work from home and have been forever. So they're just, and they live in Minnesota and January and February. Sure. It's called. Like, it's called. Good time to, <laughs> good time to get out. Yeah. And, and her mother-in-law also, and her mother-in-law and, um, and her partner's stepfather are like, well, we could all rent a big house with a, with a pool. And her mother-in-law said, I can't stay in the Valley. And my sister's like, well, We'll be staying in the valley because we don't have twenty grand a month uh, to rent yeah. uh, a place in Culver City with a pool. Uh, we wa- we need a pool. We're willing to go to the ocean, but we need a pool for the kids. Uh, yeah. And uh, and the valley also has air conditioning everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, it is a so, it is a thing with the West Side that like like we don't have AC. You yeah. Know? And so we have it's a ten really degrees cool- cooler. It is ten degrees cooler, but we also have like blackout curtains in all of our windows to keep the sun out, and then a really uh, intense fan system. Yes, exactly right because it's it's ten degrees from ninety five degrees is still eighty five degrees. It's still really hot, and if it like this has actually been over here quite I would say maybe the coldest summer we've had on the west side, like like where the nights are like, I was actually like, I was laying on the couch, all of our windows and stuff were open last night. We didn't have any fans going, right. but I was laying on the couch with a blanket. Cause I was like, Oh, it's kind of like cold, kind of chilly, which is yeah. nice. It's nice, but it's yeah. weird for August. I'll say, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I know that the heat is coming. I'm not a person that's like, Oh, we got out of a hot summer. I'm just, it's, it's too late. <laughs> um, right, right. But and when it's like 85 at night on the West side and it doesn't ever drop, we don't get what is our AC, which is like then the cold night and the cold like stuff the coming nice off breeze. the ocean. Yeah. To cool down everything. And yeah. so then you just immediately start so you never get reprieve if you don't have AC over here. So right. it's this smart. AC, pool with kids, all very smart. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, she, yeah, so she'll do that. She's a big fan. She kind of, rem- like, she likes to have people over and do a lot of cooking and stuff like that. Is there, so w- let's talk about these punches. Let's talk about, let's, because uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's fun. a fun. Is it a fun thing to make a nice punch? I, I like to make them. I don't really drink them as much, but I do like to make them. I basically, a long time ago, took a recipe for a Leanne Palmer, which is like an Arnold Palmer. Yeah, but, um, uh, with like green tea and and lemons. Who's and you, Leanne? I, I don't know. I was, it was from like a, <laughs> a website. It was like oh, a okay. website for like a a recipe for four, and then I just figured out over time how to extrapolate that into more. Okay, um, but I will take my time making them. So I'll start like if we're all going to show up to the house on Thursday, I'll probably start making the punch on like Monday. So that it sits for days. So like I'll make like the base of it and put in like the gin and the limoncello and the green tea and the honey and all that stuff. But then I'll put in like fresh lemon slices for a couple of days to make it really nice and tart. But then by the time you get there, they're all dangerous because they don't taste like there's any booze in them at all. Because they've just been sort of like like a a soup or a marinade. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just... um, so now it just tastes like what is lemon jello? 
Lemoncello. It's like a. <laughs> it's a lemoncello. Le, uh, yeah. It's it's from Italy. Um, it's an alcoholic, like very lemon-driven um, spirit. And okay. I'm sure somebody will correct me it's and a, read it. Well, is is it, redefine a, is it, is it thicker? Is it's it like, like a, a liqueur? It's yeah. I was. It's closer. It's in the family of liqueurs. It's like okay. a little bit thicker. I think if memory serves right, but maybe not necessarily. I haven't made right. it in ages. So, but it's very like. I don't think, and I'm sure people do, but I wouldn't drink limoncello maybe on their own. But I think some people drink it like chilled with ice too. Okay. So. Okay. But it's probably um, maybe a dessert uh, aperitif or whatever. A dessert, yeah, it's a, probably a it probably falls in the beverage. line of aperitif, like liqueurish like yeah. thing. Um, but it just kind of helps the flavor profile of like the lemons and like the lemonade kind of like flavoring right. of this punch. So if you're making like five gallons or three gallons of this thing, you know, and so you're putting in like a quart of gin and then essentially you're hiding that gin with all of these flavors Mm -hmm. and some of those flavors are also liquors and alcohol based. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to end up with 190 proof, uh, adult beverage. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite, I mean, it's kind of no different than like, right in college you would get gin and juice and you would drink a quarter of the orange juice and you put the fifth or whatever of gin in it on Wednesday and then Friday you would take it to the party or whatever right because yeah. it tasted better and that's right. the, it's basically like the same idea but like a more complicated version of it where you can like Good layer for you in for sitting on liquor profiles. for three days <laughs> uh, that seems something that's never occurred in my life but I will have to say this is that um, in college we used to make uh, and I'm uh, this, this of course, uh, tells you how old uh, this is because it was called Jim Jones Punch. Okay. And Jim Jones was the guy who gave everybody Kool-Aid and they died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a cult and... Um, and he had laced it with cyanide or arsenic or some damn thing. Yeah. And um, but it was just called it was it was essentially a Kool Aid. They would t- the base would be an actual Kool Aid. They just oh, make sure. like several gallons of red Kool Aid, cherry, strawberry, whatever, mm-hmm. and then start adding vodka uh, to it, and then um, whatever else you had sitting around. And then if it got too gross, you would add another flavor thing. Yeah, I think that they would call that. I think the very first time I got like really drunk, like really, really drunk, I think I got drunk off of what they called jungle juice, which was a version of that. Right. Where it's just found liquor. On, yeah. It was basically uh, like the frat took all the liquor they had, put it into like a, a supposedly yeah. clean trash can and then added a <laughs> bunch of Kool-Aid and then people would just like put their cups yeah. in it. Yeah. So yeah. gross. It's uh, so gross. <laughs> You're like, get a ladle, oh, at oh, least, oh. you weirdo. Yeah, yeah. like, just thinking and, back at it, I'm like, oh, God, your your 20-year-old <laughs> body is so resilient to stuff. Yeah, yeah, it really is. You're just like, and then you woke up. Oh, good for you <laughs> that I wasn't killed. So, yeah, so, I mean, but that's interesting to make those. Um, and then you said that you put them in those those things where you can use a spigot. Yeah, to keep that's it, like, fancy. cool. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like the right before or like the day of, I would because you can um, if you need a really big piece of ice and you don't want to purchase it because purchasing ice feels crazy. Um, you can put um, water in like a bunt pan and freeze okay. it, and then you can kind of like knock it out, you know, because you a yep. bunt pan can kind of take some a good good bump pan can take some abuse <laughs> and then you have a big circular and you can do that for like punch bowls too right those oh, yeah. big circle rings then then you put yeah. the punch in and because then 
the idea behind that, right, is that the ice is so big that it takes longer to melt, so it doesn't water down the alcohol as quickly. So okay. then I put like something like that size into the cooler, and right. then it would just stay in there all weekend. Then, yeah, right. Have you ever? Um, I forget. Does you know how like they put Russian vodka into the freezer? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't freeze. I don't think any um, liquor freezes. Any nope. regular like straight liquor like that, like yeah. straight alcohol, like like not yeah, because that would the um because I know that there was there's. There's punches that have booze that are the ice cubes. Oh yeah, so the, you could definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Which it just it just feels like uh, is are you planning on date rapes? What's happening here? Or is it you yeah. just wanted? <laughs> I think some people will do that, which is kind of smart. Like if you're gonna do like the like a pool thing, you can. Um, and I guess I should say like maybe like clear liquors and brown liquors. I don't know if they freeze not to my experience but maybe if you're making an ice cube you add like a water component to it to help it freeze i don't okay i don't really yeah. know but that's, I know that's people not who the have, thing yeah who have done it with rosé before and so oh, they'll make like rosé ice cubes and then they'll put that in the same rosé cl- with your glass okay. so that your rosé stays colder when you're in like 110 degree temperature in a pool but you're yeah. not drinking watered down rosé then Right, right. Okay, yeah, that yeah. sounds interesting. I like the idea of the butt pan. Um, and then that it does seem like you would break your butt pan, though. But I suppose you could do it with like a cast iron <sighs> thing, too, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Or would that be gross? I can't gross? quite remember. I don't think so. If your cast iron was clean, I don't see why yeah, it'd be gross. Right, right. Well, yeah, you, I, yeah. I forget. I feel like if you just kind of like knock it, it's good to have like an ice pick tool which doesn't mean it has to be giant but there's like these little ones that look like weird fork rakes that yeah. you can use to like chop up giant blocks of ice yeah but, um that can kind of help you get it out i've done it i've done it a few times and i can't remember how it's been so long that i can't it could have been that hard because i'm like oh i'll just do that again if i need to right like in my head i'm like <laughs> i'll just that's how you get giant ice yeah yeah that's it yeah. Uh, Rangers, just so you know, we are talking with, of course, Mandy Johnson. And these are just different travel, getting together, big party kind of tips that that's what you like to do. Because you're a social animal, Mandy Johnson. You're, uh, you you want to hang out with people. And it's M-A-N-D-E-E. So it's Mandy Photo on Twitter and Instagram. And, um, and, and the book is called Super Serious, an oral history of Los Angeles independent stand-up comedy. So you comedy nerds out there, you're going to want to get this because it has... It's not just independent. I mean, independent stand-up comedy is a lot of road comics as well. So it's everybody. It's everybody looking for stage time. And Los Angeles is full of 10,000 people who claim to be stand-up comics. I read that somewhere. And uh, some of them uh, are famous. Some of them are not good. And uh, and then there's a pile of people in the middle who are just looking for stage time. So uh, who are varying degrees of great to just fine to... Okay. And uh, (laughs) the spectrum is there, obviously. Yeah. 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 So the super serious book available at uh, uh, bookshop.org. If you want to support local uh, independent and if you want it signed, what, where do you have to go? Uh, Book soup. Book soup has signed copies. Oh, which is an actual uh, bookstore. Bookstore here in Los Angeles because I'm doing uh, an event there on August 20th for the book launch. So they have a bunch of signed copies for that. So. Are, are they open? Can you sort of hover oh. outside and weave back and forth and go, hey, I want... 
I don't know. I think I think if you just pre-order through their website, they'll have the signed copies, and then the event is obviously virtual, um, and it's free and open to everybody. But the benefit is if you if you purchase through them, they're the only place to currently that has signed copies. So okay, yeah. So Mandy Johnson, you guys, um, what would be now? We're 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 wrapping up. We're almost at an hour. We've been talking about uh, getting people together. The time flies, Jackie, when I'm talking with you. Uh, Time flies when all... The Dork Forest is... uh, Essentially, the hour goes by almost immediately because you're talking (laughs) about something you love. (laughs) And so what would you... uh, How would you... When we do get together again in groups, a bunch of strangers, or a bunch of people, not even strangers, but they're the people you love who are not in your pod, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. what uh what are you gonna do what what's the first big oh man i can't wait to have people over and cook for them again really i think that that's probably something um there's a bunch of our friends who we who live in california but Mm -hmm. not in los angeles who we've been dying to see so it would be it would be great they all live up in like san francisco-esque area or sacramento-esque area so it'd be great to like do a big road trip i'm assuming that I mean, there's probably a way to safely organize like a large, like camp hang, you know, right. where like everyone's camping, they all have their own campsites, you know, and you cook your own stuff, but you could kind of like eat socially distanced apart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I haven't done I've, that. I haven't planned anything, but I'm sure that there's a way to do it safely. So yeah, we've only had, we've had, uh, two groups of two people over mm-hmm. where we've sat in the backyard and then, uh, you know, uh, I have a, a rare, we, we, we bought a rare uh, thing called the Clorox wipes. We got those <laughs> and uh, we put those in the middle of the table and then um, just sort of paper plates and, and this type of thing. So we've, but we haven't invited more than two people and you wear masks and you keep the mask handy, you know, just in case. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but it's nice to see people in real life, you know? Yeah. I mean, Zoom is, is good, but. It's not quite the same, no, but yeah, we've done that like twice with my best friend. She's got a big outside area and then we'll just bring all of our own stuff. Like we'll just yeah. bring all of our own things. And then once with some friends um, in San Pedro um, and we've done like one social distancing like walk and one like social distancing bike ride. Yeah, um, there you go. Which those are always hard because like, hard you're actually like doing a physical thing while wearing a mask and so you're quite sweaty. Yes. Um, you know, uh, yeah. but it's also, it's also fine. You know, it is nice to see people in real life and like, right. It's, it's just lovely connection. To, yeah. Once a week we've been driving up to, uh, and then we get takeout and sit in my, my mother-in-law's backyard and we just sort of, I just split them up and we, we mask up, we sit down, we take down the masks. We're all, you know, a good four feet away from each other eating and drinking. And then, uh, yeah. and eventually I think we'll, we'll include my mother-in-law in the pod just because she's not doing anything and she's 75 years old. We, you know, we don't want to get her sick. And yeah, um, for sure. And I never want to get sick. That's, uh, that's, uh, one of my go-tos. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of that. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of that too. I'm a big fan of never, never getting it. I'm, I'm good with that. So yeah. Yeah. One of my brothers was like, don't you wish you had already gotten it? I was like, no, no, But there's no Uh, proof that, that even if you do that the antibodies stick around in fact there's proof of the other way of it yeah not, that you'll not get it lasting again. forever yeah because it's such yeah. a mutating virus so yeah and the long-term results of of screwing with my lungs i'm good or my my blood I'm or your good. heart or yeah. you know uh, there's just 
the longer this goes on, I mean, it's terrifying to think like, you know, the first responders who responded to 9-11, we didn't know what was going to happen to them when that happened, you know? Yep. And so they've had had to deal with that since that happened. And that's been, you know, horrible, a horrible yeah. thing for so many of them. We yeah. don't know what these people who have had the worst reactions to COVID will have to deal with for the rest of their lives, maybe. Right. You Even know? if they, li- especially, you know, the, we're talking obviously about the people who lived yeah. and then there's so, yeah. so many people are dead. And um, anyway, but we're going to gather again. <laughs> but we will gather again. It will pass. Yes, yes, Things yes. will happen. And, and truly, you will get to cook. Yeah. I also truly cannot wait to be back in a room filled with strangers, too closely packed, staring at a stage. Yes. Yes. A little stand-up comedy, uh, an online comedy is exactly what Carmen Morales calls it, which is methadone. It will do. <laughs> but it is It'll not... Do. It'll, it is it not is, the same. It is not. So it we will not. gather again. Thank you so much for doing the dork for us, Mandy. Thanks for having me. And your book is beautiful and gorgeous and people should Thank get it. Thank you so much. Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?